Good morning. It's lovely to have your company as we worship together in the parish of Casluchur and Gosainen. Today is the first Sunday in Lent and we begin our journey towards the cross and remembering the mysteries of Easter. So as we gather to worship together, let me pray the collect for the first Sunday of Lent, the special prayer of the church. Gwedion, let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit. And as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness 
where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our great Redeemer. Amen. Well, as we begin our journey through Lent and towards Easter, let me begin with a question. How do we grow through reading the Bible? Because reading the Bible is an essential part of our spiritual growth. Part of the good news about the Christian faith is that God is a God who communicates with us, if only we are ready to listen. For me, a crucial moment in my own spiritual growth was the moment when I stopped being carried along by friends, by neighbours or family members and started reading the Bible for myself when I was at college. My faith began to grow as I started to try and read the Bible every single day. The Bible is something that can change people's lives. D.L. Moody said this, The Bible wasn't given to increase our knowledge. It was given to change our lives. The Bible changes our lives in so many ways. It strengthens our relationship with God. All kinds of relationships depend on listening. And reading the Bible is the primary way in which we as Christians listen to God. The Bible also brings freedom. Jesus says this, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Reading the Bible also helps us to overcome our fear. In the book of Joshua, God speaks to Joshua as he prepares to lead the Israelites. And he says this, Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Meditate on the Lord day and night. 
almost as if the two things are connected. The more we meditate on God's word, the more we listen to his word, the more, the more we lose our fear and our anxiety. Reading the Bible also sustains us. Someone compares a person who meditates on the word of the Lord day and night with a person who doesn't. The one who knows the word, the psalm says, is rooted. Unlike the person who doesn't know the word, who is blown around like chaff in the wind. And reading the Bible gives us guidance too. Rick Warren describes the Bible as a compass, as something that gives us direction in our lives. Reading the Bible also gives us meaning because it's a story. It's our story. And as we read the Bible, we begin to find our place in that story, in God's big plan for salvation. Reading the Bible also makes us effective. St. Paul writes in 2 Timothy these words, All scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for our teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that God's servants may be thoroughly equipped for the work to which they've been called. The Bible equips us, you and me, to make a difference in the world. Reading the Bible also strengthens us to withstand temptations. And that brings me to the Gospel reading for today. In that Gospel, we see Jesus in the desert and he's tempted in many ways. Tempted to pursue a life of pleasure, prosperity and position. And each time he's able to resist those temptations because he keeps drawing on the words of Scripture, on the Bible. Every single time he responds by quoting the Bible. This is a time when his very identity is called into question. If you're the Son of God, if you're the Son of God, but the way he secures himself in his own identity is by drawing on the Bible, on the words of Scripture. Do people tell you that perhaps you're not good enough, not able enough? Do colleagues at work, friends or family perhaps put you down on a regular basis? The more you begin to read the Bible, the more you see yourself through God's eyes, the more you begin to understand your identity as a child of God, as someone who is loved and known. The Bible is powerful, it's encouraging, and it sets us free. Whatever you do, read the Bible. The Bible strengthens us, it guides us, it empowers us, it equips us, and it shapes us. It enables us to grow as disciples. Jesus is in the desert, and he's been fasting for 40 days. He must have been hungry. But as he's tempted, 
It's almost as if he's been eating for the whole time. In fact, he says these words, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. Yes, it's true he must have been physically hungry. He must have had belly ache. And yet, it's almost as if he's physically full. He's been feeding on the Bible. Everything that he knows of the Bible has nourished and sustained him. He's not empty, he's full. At his time of greatest weakness, at a time of great temptation, he's able to be strong because he knows the scriptures and he draws on his knowledge of the Bible. The Bible is spiritual food and it fuels our growth as disciples. My growth and your growth. Jeremiah writes these words. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart. Reading the Bible gives us joy and it brings happiness. St Ambrose in the third century said this. The word of God is vital for the sustenance of the soul. It feeds us. It pastures us. It guides us. Nothing can keep the human soul alive like the word of God. Reading the Bible is more fundamental to our daily lives than eating a good meal. The Bible is a book that reminds us, you and me, that we are loved. We are reminded that we are seen and known and valued. And that empowers us to begin to serve God in the world. This has been my experience ever since I began to read the Bible every single day as a college student. There have been times, yes, when I haven't managed it. There have been times when I've struggled to keep it up. But every time I've been able to do that, it's been good and sustaining and life-giving. But the times when I haven't read the Bible, those have been the times when I've been a mobile phone without a signal. Yes, I may look flashy, but in reality, without the signal, I get no messages. Nothing comes through whatsoever. The thing is rendered useless. Reading the Bible is like those moments when the mobile phone comes out of the tunnel. It becomes alive again. It does what it was intended to do. It receives its messages. Everything begins to flow again. And it's just like that when we read the Bible regularly. Attending church, doing all of those religious activities, we may look flashy, but without reading the Bible, we're not able to do what we were designed to do. We don't have that life that comes from God. So there's a question. If we are to read the Bible, 
how do we do this? Well, I try to make it a priority in my life. And sometimes that means I have to get up earlier than I normally would at the beginning of the working day to spend some time with God. I like using the Bible in one year because it breaks the Bible down into small bite-sized chunks. A little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New. And there's even a commentary to help me understand those difficult bits a little bit better. Believe it or not, even after many years of theological training, some parts of the Bible are still very tough. And when I'm reading the Bible, I'm listening. I'm expecting God to speak. I'm expecting that certain words will resonate for me, will jump out. And as I'm expecting God to speak, I'm consciously asking myself, What's jumping out for me? What's resonating with me? What's speaking into my life today? What is God sharing with me? And what does it mean? That way of reading the Bible works for me. But it may not work for everyone. Every single one of us is different. And so we need to find our own way of engaging with the Bible of reading the Bible in a way that's meaningful for us. As we do that, a couple of tips that I remember from my time at Theological College that you may or may not find helpful. My tutor in college always said that reading the Bible had to become part of our daily routine. When we think about reading the Bible, it might be that we're inclined to say, that's a great idea. I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. Well, that's one way of looking at it, but a much better way is to say, if I never read the Bible again, I'm going to read the Bible today. And to do the same the next day and the next, until eventually a habit has been established and it becomes part of our daily life. Another top tip is to say this. You may be inclined to say to yourself, I'm going to read the Bible for half an hour every day. I'm going to delve into it. And if you think you can do that, great. I'd commend you. But it may be a good idea too, even if you're setting out with all the good intentions in the world, to have a shorter version up your sleeve, just in case you oversleep or in case something else crops up or gets in the way. Reading the Bible, little and often, will help to establish a pattern, a habit. It'll make reading the Bible part of your everyday life. And reading the Bible is a beautiful way to nourish, to fuel our spiritual growth. In the Old Testament, we remember the story about God's people walking through the desert. They were in a wilderness for 40 years. And in that wilderness, God gives them manna to eat. I'm sure you remember the story. If you don't, you can look it up in the book of Exodus. It was physical food in the desert. 
God provided for them every single day so that they would be nourished and sustained. In this passage, in the Gospel that we read today, Jesus also finds himself in a desert. Not for 40 years, but for 40 days. And he's mirroring the experience of the Israelites in the wilderness. But instead of physical food, he has spiritual food. Reading the Bible is what nourishes and sustains him. And that's available for us too. Reading the Bible every single day is what enables us to encounter God, to experience God, and to face the challenges of life with strength and courage. My experience of reading the Bible every single day is one of being strengthened, sustained, encouraged, challenged and corrected. It's a crucial way in which Christians grow. So we're entering into Lent. We're thinking about our habits and about how we can draw closer to Jesus and to be more like him. Perhaps today we can focus on his commitment of knowing the scriptures. We can see how that was able to sustain and to strengthen him. And perhaps we too might follow his example. Amen.
Gwyddion, let us pray. Father, as we begin our Lenten observance, we remember that you came among us in the person of Jesus to reveal the depths of your love. Thank you that Jesus brings to us in a way that we can see and know and understand the knowledge that we are seen, that we are valued and loved. We praise you that he loved us so much that he was ready to walk the way of the cross, that solitary journey to his own battleground, to a place where he bought our freedom, freedom from sin and death, and life in all its fullness, restoring the relationship between a rebellious child and a loving father. Father, we praise you for that, and we give you thanks. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray to today for the church as we seek to bear witness to your love in the world. Thank you that we are a people bound together by your love, and with a common purpose of seeking to serve you. We pray for our worshipping communities in Lacha and in Gosainan. Help us, Lord, to be your hands and feet in the world. We pray for our ministry area of Tuchur, for the clergy, John and Alex. And we pray, too, for our Diocese of Swansea and Brecon, and for our new Bishop, John, enthroned in his cathedral in Brecon just yesterday. Father, thank you for calling him to serve among us. May he be blessed and encouraged as he does so. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We continue to pray for our world and all its needs. Today we pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, for the people there who are scarred by war, whether that be physically, emotionally or mentally. Father, would you bring them comfort and peace? Would you be their strength and their hope too? We pray for Russia and for President Vladimir Putin. Please, Lord, would there be miraculous intervention there, enabling him to withdraw his troops and to do all that he can to seek peace. Praying for all world leaders, including those in positions of authority in our own country, nationally, provincially, and locally. We pray that they would walk humbly, that they would do justly, and love mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Closer to home, Father God, we pray for our communities and all their needs. We pray for those known to us who've asked for our prayers. Today, as we worship together, as we gather in your name, we offer those prayers up to you. Please, Lord, would you hear their prayers and would you be their light in dark places? Would you bring comfort and peace? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we bring ourselves, Lord, before you. Please forgive what we've been. In your mercy, would you accept what we are, but help to shape what we will be. Father, we pray that our lives might point people to Jesus, that because of us, they might see him and know the life that he brings. 
life in all its fullness. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us. It's been good to have your company. Remember that we are now meeting in person and many of the restrictions that have prevented us from living life to the full as a fellowship of Christians are now beginning to slowly disappear. So if you haven't been in church for a while, please rest assured that it's safe. Know that we would love to see you and you are very welcome. If you don't yet feel able, it's been really good to have your company online and I hope that you're really blessed as you've worshipped with us today. Let me assure you that we're here for you throughout the week and if there's anything we can do to help you, spiritually or practically, we would love to hear from you. Please get in touch. But now, as yet another week begins, let me pray for God's blessing over us. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.